0: Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools
1: at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast.
0: Glad you're with us for another edition of The Retirement Toolbox. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles, financial advisor at Skybox Asset Management in the greater Cleveland area, also uh, serving the Bradenton, Florida area as well. You can find us online by going to skyboxasset.com, listen to past episodes of the podcast there or on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Scott, great to be with you once again. How are you doing this week, sir?
1: Yeah, I'm living the dream, Walter, washing my hands, hand sanitizing, and wearing my mask.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Um, it's, uh, are you wearing a mask when you go out in public?
1: So my, my wife's aunt, who is like a sewing wizard... Ooh. Uh, she, she made our whole family and my parents and everybody mask. So it's not like the, you know, N95 thing. Sure. It's a cloth mask that you're supposed to wear. So if you have it, you don't spread to other people, but yeah, I have one. Went to Costco the other day, put that puppy on.
0: Yeah. Not, not ashamed.
1: am I'm doing my part. Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, fantastic. Uh, Glad to hear that. And we've got a great show on tap for today. Uh, We're going to dive into a really good question a little bit later on from uh, Lucille, wondering about maybe making too much money to contribute to an IRA or a Roth, a good problem to have. And so we're going to discuss some other options that Lucille may have at her disposal. And we've got lots of other great things to talk about today as well, including diving into a conversation, which we're going to do right now, about one of the elements that was in the coronavirus uh, stimulus bills that the, the the many waves of bills that came down um Scott, over the course of this coronavirus situation. But that specifically has to deal with being able to tap into your retirement accounts to make it through the crisis. And so we're asking the questions, Mm -hmm. should you do that on today's show? So let's dive into that, Scott. The coronavirus stimulus bill does make it easy for us to withdraw money from 401ks and other types of accounts right now. And we're curious if it's a wise choice to ease the burden of the crisis. So can you take Mm -hmm. us through what the actual situation looks like right now? What are some of these changes that have come down?
1: Yeah. So let's kind of review and, and and can tell everybody what the changes are and then, you know, whether or not we, you know, that I think you should utilize them and how you can utilize them. So the first thing is the first provision lets investors of any age take out up to $100,000 in year 2020 without paying the early 10% withdrawal penalty. Uh, the next one is that If you take that money out of your qualified retirement account, you usually would have 60 days to get the money back in and not have to pay the 10% penalty. But now you have up to three years to put that money back in and not have to pay the taxes and the 10% penalty because you were allowed to take it out, first of all. So that's the second part of that provision. You can take any distributions for the Corona related issues. If you're having a hardship, you know that they have to be for a Corona related issue. But you know they're pretty loose on it, and uh, I think most people can say that they've got some Corona related issue. Traditional 401k loans have increased from fifty thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars, so they increased the limit there. And the thing that's going to impact most people that are taking required minimum distributions is they're going to waive the requirement to take a required minimum distribution in 2020. And they did this before in 2008 when the financial crisis came along. So those are the changes that the bill had in place for those early retirement withdrawals.
0: Okay, so all uh, all interesting little updates and tweaks for being able to uh, now tap into those funds a little bit more. Do you think these are good changes overall to help people get through the pandemic? How, how would you thumbs up or thumbs down, uh, you know, flashback to the Roman, uh, what is it, the Roman uh, Coliseum, you know, does it live or does it die?
1: Well, you know, obviously, they're, like you said, in the In the beginning there are just a a ton of different bills and legislation come out and they're doing everything they can to make cash available to people so that they can pay their bills you know they deferred mortgage payments you know there's a lot of help out there for people so that they can continue to survive while they're not working increased unemployment or you know, all these different provisions out there. So it's good that they're designed there to help people. But I do think for the majority of people, this should be something that you need to be very careful about because it's too hard to save money for your retirement. And you're going to need more for your retirement than you realize. So you don't want to, I guess, trying to think of a good quote here, but maybe, you know, sacrifice the future for today. So it might be smarter to, you know, look at other options before necessarily doing this. But I mean, it was a good step to make cash available for people. Yeah,
0: I think so. I mean, it's one thing to worry about retirement in the future, but if you need to eat today, then you need to access those funds. Well, that's a better use of those funds than going hungry and letting them sit in the account for a day that may never come if you don't get some food. So, I mean, what is it, uh, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, something like that. So got to worry about those uh, initial needs first. Um, Does it make smart financial sense or retirement planning sense, though, to do this? I mean, if we're kind of taking it on on the face, Or would you consider this an absolute last resort for a client to exercise this option? Should we look for other ways to try and, you know, piecemeal our way through this situation rather than using this as the first default?
1: Yeah, this absolutely should be a last resort for people. You want to try to take a look at other avenues, whether it's trimming your budget, you know, getting rid of certain things. You know, taking advantage of other programs and opportunities were out there. Maybe taking advantage of of you know cash you may have sitting around. This definitely wants to be you know the last option that you want to dip into because I do think, like I said, it's too hard to accumulate that money. You've been working for years and years, throwing money out of your paycheck, putting it into that retirement account. It's accumulated up. It keeps growing and growing and. So obviously the last month we pulled back a little bit but you want to have that available for your retirement. But if you do absolutely need to grab it, you know, you, you have to be careful with it and you want to set up a plan with your advisor or whoever you're working with to make sure you repay that money back into that plan over the next 3 years. If you absolutely need to grab it because you got to eat absolutely grab it, but Make sure you set up something, so a repayment plan, so that you can get that money back in there in the next three years. So everybody's situation is going to be different. It's hard to make a blanket statement on whether – You know this makes sense for everybody to do because there certainly will be people that this may make sense for but if you do do that you have to get a plan to get that money back in there if you're taking the loan out of the 401k plan they're going to set up a payment for you automatically to put that money back in out of your paycheck going forward now if you've lost your job you may not have that you know, that's a little bit of a different situation. So the, the 401Ks, you take the loan, you're going to be paying that back automatically as long as you stay employed. If you have an IRA and you're taking the, the money out, like I said before, you could take up to that $100,000. You need to get have a plan to start putting that money back in in the next three years. And, and the we all know, you know, it's very easy to procrastinate. You know, you're just worried about today. You're trying to get some food on the table, Make that car payment, but you you don't want to wait till what 30 months down the road and realize you've got six months to get that money back in there, or else you're you're gonna have to, to pay taxes on that money. So then that that's gonna create a whole nother issue because taxes might very well be higher three years from now than they are today, because the government's spending a lot of money. So you you want to have the plan to get that money in if you absolutely need to, but it should be that last resort.
0: I'm going to guess that uh, since it's the last resort, even in a a dire time, that even in normal times, it it probably doesn't work great for folks to be taking withdrawals from their retirement accounts or or even loans from their retirement accounts. So you advise the same thing during normal times as you are during this crisis, right? Last resort kind of stuff we're talking about here?
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've ever recommended anybody start to take a loan from their retirement account to pay for anything uh, because you're going to need more money than you think for your retirement. And you don't want to, you know, last thing you want to do, especially now since the market's down, you know, that you're going to take that money out of the market in order to, you know, to spend that money or taking that withdrawal out of that IRA, or you're going to take it out of the market. And then, when the markets do rebound, you're going to miss that rebound. So you're really, it's kind of a a double whammy. You don't have that money available for retirement because you took it out, but then you never had the opportunity to earn back the money that you lost when you took the money back out. So you have to be extremely careful when you do this. It should definitely be a last resort because you're going to need more money than you think in your retirement. And, you know, the other thing too, when, when we talk about the bill, you know, the RMDs for 2020, you know, that you don't have to take an RMD for 2020, you know, again, this is a case-by-case situation because I think, you know, for majority of people, I guess it still makes sense for you to take your required minimum distribution because I think that goes back to the tax rates and where we're at right now. You could make the argument saying, well, I don't want to take my money out of the market because, you know, I might as well keep it in there and let it grow a little bit. So what I'd recommend and what I've been talking to my clients about is, you know, if we've got scheduled RMDs, a lot of these companies are simply canceling their automated RMDs for 2020. So you're not, if you were expecting to get a check in May every year out of your account, uh, a lot of these companies are are shutting that down automatically. So you're not going to get that that check when you want to. But what you want to do is talk with your advisor says maybe later in the year, the markets have rebounded, possibly everything's come back. You it might make sense for you to take that RMD because you're going to pay a lower tax rate now than you may in the future. So, you again, it all comes back to having that plan, having that strategy in place. So talk to your advisor about whether taking those RMDs or not in 2020. If you're you know, currently taking them makes sense in your situation.
0: Well, so much important information on today's show, especially if you've been considering maybe tapping into those accounts to get you through this crisis. If you have to absolutely do it, it's great that this resource has been made available, but make sure you put a lot of time and effort and thought into doing that. And not just, uh, you could shoot yourself in the foot in your terms of your future retirement if you're not careful. So we want to make this decision with, uh, with the weight that it deserves. That's my big takeaway. Uh, from today's conversation. It's great that this is there, but make sure we understand the impact of all this. So very good questions on today's show. If you have any questions for Scott Searles about this, you want to get in touch, you just want to have a simple conversation of, hey, am I well-prepared for retirement? Well, you can set up that time to meet by going to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com and uh, schedule a 15-minute phone call with Scott, and he'll go through your situation, cover some basics with you, and just take a look at where you stand right now. And does it make sense for you to go into a full-blown planning process, and then he can detail out for you what that ends up looking like. So go to talktoscott.com to get in touch and schedule that time to meet, or give a call if you prefer to 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. All right, that's a great look at that conversation of should you tap into those retirement accounts to make it through the crisis. And now it's time to get to know Scott a little bit better on today's show. It's getting to know you time. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right, Scott, my fun off the wall question for you this week What's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you?
1: <laughs> well, I don't consider myself very lucky. Actually, I don't actually believe that much in luck. I think a lot of times when things happen to you, it's because of previous things you've done or decisions you've made to get yourself in that situation to be successful and have that luck or not. But with that said, I would tell you there was certainly a case when I was super lucky. I was, boy, I don't know how long ago this was, but my wife and I were driving and I was in, we were each in separate cars at the time I had an older model Ford Taurus and we were taking my son to the doctor and, uh, I'm driving on the freeway going 70 miles an hour or so. And my wife's in front of me and I'm in the back and all of a sudden my car starts just wobbling in, in the steering wheel. I get this huge vibration and, uh, I knew I needed new tires. So at first I just kind of thought it was, uh, you know maybe some wobble from the tire as well as i had like a sticking brake caliper so i thought maybe that was making the the vibrations in the front wheel and then it got real bad real bad this happened over literally like a 20 second time period real bad real bad real bad all of a sudden bam my whole wheel flies off my car going 70 miles an hour down the freeway oh man I mean, it sheared the bolts right off the whole wheel, not the tire, the whole wheel. There's sparks flying because the, you know, the disc brake is just scraping on the ground. There's just sparks shooting all over the place. But I definitely think I had God in my corner on that day, or I am indeed the luckiest man alive. Because at that point, that wheel shot off. I was in the fast lane. So, and it was the driver's. I mean, the passenger's front wheel. So it was, it shot across all the lanes of the freeway, didn't hit anybody else, went into the woods, and I was able to safely, I didn't lose control of the car. I was able to safely pull it over to the side of the road. So that's like my crazy luckiest man alive story. Wow. <laughs> That's
0: crazy, yeah. That's a that's an intense one. The whole wheel coming off. um.
1: The whole wheel, just the bolt sheared, and you know, I had had some work done to the car before. I'm not sure if they weren't tighten. You know, I had this weird, crazy theory that this woman that used to work for me years ago that I just let go a couple (laughs) weeks ago might have loosened my lug nuts. I don't know. Oh my goodness! All I know is that wheel flew off. That uh,
0: So I was on the receiving end of something similar. So if I didn't remember that it was a uh, tractor trailer, I might have thought that this was you. Maybe we had overlapped in a previous life. <laughs> But uh, uh, when I was younger, my uncle was driving, we were heading up to Maine for Christmas, and uh, we were just driving along, having a great time in the car. My parents were uh, in their truck, a couple of cars back behind us, and we were in his little Acura Integra, um, and we were driving up to Maine, and I was just loving the the time riding up with my uncle. We were having a fantastic time, and out of nowhere, we hear this loud pop. And then, but we couldn't really tell where it was coming from. You know, you're driving down the highway at, you know, 80 miles an hour. You don't know. You can't really tell where the sound comes from necessarily, but it sounded like it came up from up ahead of us, but we didn't realize it actually was in the other lane going the other direction on, on I-95 and this tire, and it said, it was the full wheel, just like you described the full mm-hmm. wheel, not just the outer rim of the tire somehow came off of an 18 wheeler and it hopped the median. Oh. And, it, and we see it bouncing. There, were, there weren't a lot of cars in front of us. So it was – and it all happened, like you said, in just a split second. And we saw it bounce, and it came right across the front of our little Acura Integra. And the size of the wheel on an 18-wheeler compared to oh an Acura gosh. Integra. I mean, it's – and you're going 80 miles an hour, and it's going 80 miles an hour bouncing across in front of you. And it just – I mean, it, it, the way it bounced was so perfect that it just crested over the top of the car, like an inch away from the car. Um, as it then bounced wow. over our head and then bounced all the way over into the grass. And then my parents called and they were like, did you guys see that tire bouncing across? And we're like, yeah, we saw it both <laughs> because both of us, you, you know, we saw it very well. Both, it was of, a bo- Michelin. <laughs> both of us needed a change of pants, you know, and we couldn't really put into words or describe to them at the time, what we had just seen, you know, my uncle was really shook by it because he shimmied, he shimmied the car just enough that I think helped keep it from hitting us. If he'd stayed the course, it would have probably clipped us at least, Uh, but he shimmied just enough to where the timing of it all worked out just perfectly. So, yeah, I count that as being being pretty lucky. So yeah, I'll, I'll jump on board with you in that same same sentiment, man. That was that's scary to have it come off of your car too.
1: My goodness, I know it was every it it was
0: crazy. Yeah, well, blowing Jack, a tire blowing a tire is scary enough. Making it your whole wheel that's coming off makes it even worse. So
1: yes, yeah, because there's sparks flying all over the place, and then you can't steer because you only have one wheel up front.
0: Yep. Whew. So intense. Yeah. So intense. Well, thank you for sharing that story with us. And you said you're not a lucky guy, but sounds like that day you were, you were definitely yeah, in I, that category. That's
1: what I'm saying. I, I get that one instance.
0: Well, <laughs> speaking of luck, let's see if we have a lucky answer for our question asker on today's show as we open up the mailbag and get a question from Lucille. Uh, Lucille says, I make too much money to contribute to an IRA or a Roth. What's the best way for me to save for retirement?
1: Well, Lucille, that's a good problem to have, isn't it? I mean, you make too much money and uh, you can't contribute to the rot. So the good news is that that you make a good living. The bad news is you can't use traditional means in order to save for your retirement. So you, you gotta get, you know, a little, a little, I guess you could say fancy with your planning, but there are definitely options available to you to help you save for that retirement. So just to back up a little bit, so everybody kind of knows what the limits are for the, contributing to those qualified retirement accounts. There's a little bit of a phase out uh, on the IRA, but base, the bottom line is in order to contribute to the, the IRA of the Roth, if you're a joint filer and you make over $200,000, you're completely phased out. Uh, if you're a single filer, it's one hundred and thirty nine, dollars And there are some different little rules in there. And if you have a spouse that's in a plan or you're in, if you're in a plan at work, the numbers are even lower. It's 124,000 joint and 75 for a single tax filer. So with that said, there certainly are things. The first thing I would look at is, and again, preface, not sure if uh, you know these are all going to be perfect for your situation. So you should definitely meet with a, a financial advisor or fiduciary that's going to create a plan for you to do this because they are trickier. The first thing, though, is you want to max your contributions to your Work 401k plan because they're not going to limit you on your income And try to put mostly in Roth if you possibly can, because in most people's situations, you want to try to put away as much money as you can for that tax-free retirement later on down the road. So you can max those contributions to 401k plan. Uh, Then the other thing I would take a look at is that you can contribute after-tax money to your 401k at work. So you can even go above and beyond the limits that they have and you can contribute after-tax money to your 401k at work and then you can roll those funds over into a Roth IRA at your retirement. Now this is where it gets tricky, there's some different rules there. If you have a Roth IRA that's already been established and you've had it for 5 years, you can roll that money over into that Roth IRA and you don't have you can then use your earnings and your contributions tax-free for your retirement. If you create a new Roth IRA, and you're moving that money over out that after-tax money out of that 401k plan, as well as your Roth contributions, you have a five-year wait period where you can't use any of your earnings tax-free. You can always use your contributions tax-free, but not your earnings. So if It's smart to have a Roth IRA established if solely just for that reason, if you decide to go down that road. Like I said, this is tricky. There's a lot of little nuances in there. So I'm just giving you a 30,000-foot view on all this stuff. But you can also uh, do what they call a backdoor IRA, where you can put after-tax money. There's nothing to say you can't contribute money to an IRA. You can actually contribute money to the IRA. You just can't get the tax deduction for the IRA. OK, so you could put after tax money that you don't get that deduction for in the IRA, then quickly convert them over to a Roth same day. And then that's how you can actually then have that money contributed and have it grown tax free. So that's another way. Then the last way you might want to look at that may work is use what I call the mega Roth, which is utilizing life insurance that's developed specifically for accumulating tax-free growth inside of it. You get very little insurance. It's more geared towards investing in the growth in there. So you can make a contribution into there. You're not limited on how much you can contribute. And then that money can grow tax-deferred. And then when you take the money out of the life insurance via loans, it's tax-free. So those would be the kind of options that you'd want to look at. Again, more advanced planning strategies. And I, there's a lot of little pitfalls in here. So this is not anything I would encourage you to do yourself. But uh, there certainly are options available for you, Lucille. Good question.
0: It's a great question and a detailed answer. Thank you for that, Scott. And uh, I do have to admit, though, the, the Mega Roth seems like something that's made up. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, it, it's not an official type of account. I call it the Mega Roth.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. So it's, yeah. I, mean, I, I like it more than that. It's, it's that. I yes. was going to say, yeah, something official called Mega, then I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Although jumbo loans doesn't sound like it should be a real thing, but. It certainly is. So.
1: It is the Skybox Mega Roth. That's
0: right. Well, it's like the uh, the Stretch IRA. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, the Stretch yeah. IRA wasn't an actual like account. It was just more of the name of the strategy that you use to make it happen. So your right. your Mega yep. Roth falls in that same category.
1: And so is the backdoor back IRA It's not a real, it's a name of a strategy, not an account. You can't go to the bank and open a backdoor <laughs> IRA. I'll take the uh, backdoor uh,
0: IRA, please. <laughs> They'd look at you so like, those what?
1: Are, those are strategy names.
0: It's a good, uh, good delineation there. So very cool. Uh, hopefully that helps you out, Lucille. And if you've got any further questions about that, never hesitate to reach out to Scott Searles. Scott's got an office down in Bradenton, Florida, if you happen to be uh, you know, down in the neck of the woods there, or, of course, also serving you in the greater Cleveland area with an office in Strongsville, but also meeting with folks via phone, via video conference. You can meet remotely as well. If you'd like to schedule a time to meet, you can go to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com and schedule a 15-minute phone call to go over your situation and see if further planning would be helpful to you. That's talktoscott.com and we'll put all the appropriate contact information in the show notes of today's episode.
1: Just sitting at home with nothing to do.
0: It's time for the shelter-in-place movie TV review. Well, Scott, before we wrap up the show this week... It's time for our stay-at-home order, lockdown, movie update, TV show update, advice, guidance. The shelter-at-home movie review. The shelter-at-home movie review. There it is. <laughs> Any TV show or movie suggestions for today?
1: You know, I will tell you, if you like comedies, uh, you're like kind of like the Seinfeld things and stuff like that and friends back in the day, uh we ran across the show and we have watched all the seasons and it just finished up this year. So we had to watch it live this last season. But I, I hate to swear on, on the podcast, oh. but it's Shits Creek. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah. it, but it is spelled S C H I T T S. Okay. But it it's got Eugene Levy and his son, Dan Levy, I think it is, and his daughter, Sandra Levy, in there. Oh, I and, didn't
0: realize they were all related to uh Eugene.
1: Yeah, they oh, are. And, okay. uh, Catherine O'Hare, I think her name is, plays the wife. It is hilarious. And, uh, we watched all of it. And I would suggest if you like funny comedies that are kind of a little off the wall, man, we're laughing every episode. So that I, that's what I would recommend if you're looking for a series to watch.
0: I, I, we tried it. We tried Schitt's Creek and, uh, didn't we got a couple episodes in, but it didn't hook us. We didn't we didn't stick with it, so I don't know why I don't know why, but it didn't grab us completely. But uh
1: Walter, you're I've, fired from the I'm movie fired review. From the, I'm fired from the movie review.
0: <laughs> Wait, does the movie review guy always have to agree with you? That, doesn't it make it better if I have some disagreement with you? Uh, actually, I know a few people, and they, I, I can definitely say that they love it. So I may just be the oddball here not liking it. I, I'm the only one that I've ever heard say that they didn't really enjoy it that much. So. Maybe I'm. Yeah,
1: just- I, I did. I mean, give it a shot. Watch a couple episodes, yeah. see if you like it. But it's basically the whole idea is that there's this, this wealthy family, I mean, super wealthy, that he created this like blockbuster video chain called Rose Video. And uh, apparently his accountant uh, stole money and didn't file taxes and all sorts of stuff he wasn't aware of. And the IRS and the government came in and took everything from them. And the only thing they had left was a he bought a city the city of Schitt's Creek that uh he 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 bought it as a joke or something for his son and a birthday party or something like that and it was the only thing left so they went to that city to live and lived in the motel there so yeah, you can just imagine the antics that go on there.
0: It does have some good moments in in the episodes that we watched. It, it it had some some definitely light spots. So it is actually, if you think about it, kind of a comedy version of Ozark in many ways, where their life gets uprooted and they go from living in the big city out to the Ozarks and have to like deal with the new you know reality of their lives out there. It's but instead of a very serious you know drug cartel drama it's the comedy version of that in many ways
1: boy and Ozark's good too if you're looking for something to watch yeah. we just finished the last season and that last season was the best season yet
0: yeah it started a little slow and then got really good then got yeah. then where you couldn't you couldn't stop watching and it got really fast-paced and uh, so much happening so very shocking ending as well that the ending uh, of
1: that, the season was crazy
0: that show is not for the faint of heart though <laughs> make sure, no, make, no make sure you're used to the uh intensity of shows like that uh, before you go into it. But uh, but yeah, very good shows for sure. So there you go. Some recommendations on uh, this week's edition of the Shelter in Place Movie Review with Scott Searles. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Scott, enjoy chatting with you. And uh, we'll do it again next month. How's that sound?
1: Sounds good, Walter. Can't wait. All right.
0: That's Scott Searles. I'm Walter Storhall. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on The Retirement Toolbox.